hello, hello. Okay, I know that we said we'd take a break for Thanksgiving. And then you showed up last week and you're like, what the heck, man? Where's the episode? We decided to make it a little bit longer. And um, that's, you know, we all need a break sometimes. And quite frankly, I spent a lot of last week fairly sick and was not in a quote-unquote podcasting mood. Hopefully you'll be able to forgive me. And uh, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I am not joined by a guest today. Instead, it is just myself. We're doing another story time. And this one, this one's fun because a lot of the time I have what's called, and I explain to people, travel favor. And if you ask people that know me fairly well or really well, you'll know and they'll know and they'll tell you, yes, Isaac has travel favor. And it's, it's not really hard to describe. It's just hard to pinpoint why. You know, like any favor, we really don't know why we have it when it comes from the Lord. Um, it's just favor, and sometimes favor isn't fair. And uh, I hear that a lot, and it's true because there's not much that I do for travel favor. It just kind of happens. And I'll give you an example. Um, I have flown. I would say approximately at this point in my life, close to four or 500 times, uh, at least aircraft. And uh, that might be a lot to you. That might be a little to you. Um, Definitely is a decent amount of flying. And uh, most of that over the course of the last two or three years of my life. Um, I have never missed a flight, not once. And very rarely are my flights delayed or canceled, um, unless I'm running late. (laughs) And then that's when my travel favor kicks in. And so what I mean is like, uh, for example, this one time my cousin and I showed up in Kansas city for a flight. We were going back to Michigan for a wedding, just a quick Kansas city to Detroit, nothing crazy. Um, that's about an hour and a half, two hours of airtime max. Um, Kansas city just got a new terminal, but before that it, you know, it was a pretty rinky-dink, small airport, one of my favorite, but really small. And we showed up two minutes after the plane was supposed to have left. Before we ever got through security, we got there late. <clears throat> uh, we still made it through security with enough time to board the plane without delay, mind you. Not technical delay because it was less than 15 minutes, so they didn't issue a delay. Um, And I had enough time to buy a coffee from, it wasn't Starbucks, but some other, you know, airport coffee shop they had there in the terminal and then walk right onto the plane, you know, and um, another time I'm flying with uh, a group of people from Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. We're in Alaska. We're trying to make our flight back to Redding, California. Well, San Francisco really. And so we're flying from Barrow, Alaska to Anchorage. We're having a six hour layover in Anchorage. And then we're flying to Denver and then over to San Francisco. Terrible route, but when you, you know, fly United, you got to go to a hub. And there was no direct route from Anchorage to San Francisco that they could get all of us on. So instead we had to, you know, take the layover in Denver and we're going to get on our flight between 
uh, Denver and – no, I'm sorry. Between Anchorage and uh, – no, I'm sorry. It's at the beginning of the trip. Yes. So we're we're flying up to Barrow, Alaska from Anchorage. We just spent two nights in Anchorage and we were flying up there, right? So we get to the airport and maybe an hour and a half early, Anchorage Airport, not that big. Um, but when we go up, I'm the first one to go up. We were bringing three suitcases each of supplies and food, not only for our team, but also for uh, people there in Barrow. And so we're bringing all the stuff up for the church and for you know random people, and then and then obviously packing a lot of our food. There's not a plethora of uh, fast food options and stuff that you can buy for a team. So we made the decision of going to Costco. And anyway, I'm the first one to check on <clears throat> check my baggage in, and uh, we're flying. Just it's a straight shot, hour hour and a half flight, Anchorage to Barrow, and uh, it's Alaska Airlines. And the lady tells me, oh, you guys are – there's no way that the 12 or 13 of you or however many of us there were are going to be able to make this flight. There's not enough time to get all your bags on. You're not going to make it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People you know, tell me that sometimes, but it's not true. And she's like, no, no, I'm serious. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, anyway, my trip leader starts panicking because she hears that and then she's, what? And then everybody else is checking their bags and they're telling them the same thing. You guys might as well go home. You're going to have to get on tomorrow's flight. You're not going to make it. And they're all kind of, you know, most of them are freaking out. Now, my best buddy, Woody, uh, not at all because he knows the travel favor on my life. And so I'm telling everybody, hey, don't worry about it. I'm on this plane. Like it's not going to – we're not going to miss this flight. We'll be fine. Nobody worry about it. And, you know, some people are getting more stressed than others. Some you know, some people not really stressed, but they're just kind of annoyed. And anyway, so I wait and I wait for the last person to get done with their bags, Woody and I. And after each person checks in, they just start sprinting. Most of them start sprinting, running toward the gate to try to get it stopped. And, you know, like, hey, we got 10 other people needing on this flight, but whatever they were going to say, you know, and they're running, running, running. And I'm like, guys, don't, you don't need to just walk. Like we'll get there. Don't worry about it. And, you know, Woody and I, we walk toward our gate. We're just casual. We're taking our time. Um, If I remember right, we stopped at a, uh, I don't think it was a Starbucks, but it might've been, um, or it was a Pete's or something there in the Anchorage airport. We got a coffee and then we, you know, we casually walk toward the gate. When we get to the gate, there's our team and some of them are literally heaving on the floor, breathing so hard. And some of them are sitting in chairs. And I remember this one guy on our team comes up to me and he's like, dude, you were right. Like they're cleaning our plane right now. Like they said, there's a 15 minute, 20 minute delay to clean the plane. Like we didn't need to run. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I told you like this every time, like I don't have to do anything. That plane won't leave without me. And part of it is um, at that point it was real. But then also, of course, part of it was just me kind of, you know, I don't know if you want to say showing off or if it's just like I I know that that happens and has happened to me many, many times. Um, so I kind of like – I don't think showing off is the right word, but like I definitely kind of like lean into it, you know. Um, so anyway, I'm on a flight – this is uh, about a year ago, 
uh, last uh, May. I was uh, going to my grandmother's funeral, and I'm flying from Redding, California, to San Francisco, to uh, Denver. I'm taking a night in Denver, uh, staying the night in a hotel. It was already the plan. And then from Denver, flying to Springfield, Missouri the next morning. And um, really, because there was, was the last flight into Springfield for the day, uh, had already left by the time I could get on a plane out of Reading. And so I had to spend the night somewhere. And if I'm going to spend the night somewhere, it might as well be Denver. Um, easy airports, lots of food nearby. Uh, the hotels, are there's a plethora of them. They all have shuttles. You know, there's various reasons. Um, if I have to spend the night somewhere, I'm going to pick Denver, Chicago, Houston. Um, just easy. And a hub city. You know, you always want to be by a hub city. But uh, so I'm I'm in uh, – I'm flying to Denver and I'm on my first flight out of Reading and I sit down and this guy across the aisle from me uh, says, uh, hey, um, you look familiar. Have I seen you on anything before? Have I, like have I seen you on TV or something or like uh, I think he even said Bethel TV and I was like, well, maybe. I mean you might have um, but like I'm not uh, – I wouldn't say that I'm a – a reprising role, you know? Um, and he was like, have you ever done anything with like any of the musicians? And I was, I had a lettuce worship hat on. I was like, Oh, do you know, uh, Sean Foyt? And he said, yeah, I'm like, Oh, you might've seen me at some of his events and stuff. I help out with, with some of Sean's events. And he was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I have seen you at those and that makes sense and blah, blah, blah. And so we were chit chatting for a little bit. And while we're talking, the lady in front of us, uh, looks at her, phone and and asked the flight attendant something about the flight to denver and she's like yeah i don't know if you're gonna make it blah 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 and and then they make an announcement how many of you are on the flight to denver and so like maybe 10 to 15 of the of the 50 of us on the plane raise our hand and this guy's also going to denver and um ironically for a funeral and so i'm like oh what's up with the denver flight and the flight attendant tells us like oh there's a delay and um, so we don't, we don't know if, if all of you are going to be able to make it and you know, whatever. And so as they're all talking, me and this guy, uh, across the aisle realize that there are multiple flights to Denver, of course, but there's a flight that leaves to Denver, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes after we land from Reading. But there's another flight that leaves in like an hour and a half, which is the flight that him and I are on. So we're really in no hurry. It's just a few of the other people on the plane that need to get to their flight. And so I check in the air. I have Wi-Fi. I check if there's availability, and I notice that there are still two seats left on that flight. So I'm like, oh, I can make that plane. Like, if I decide to go on that plane, it won't leave without me. So if I get on that plane, I'm going to land that much sooner in Denver, get that much more sleep tonight before my early morning flight to Springfield. That would be perfect. So I tell the guy, uh, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and stand by for that flight. And he's like, wait, why? Like, they're probably going to miss that flight. How are you going to make it? I'm like, oh, well, I have travel favor. And I start telling him like, yeah, you know, I have travel favor. I, everywhere I go, planes get held for me at the gate. Like pilots won't even leave without me. And I'm playing it up, you know, and, and. Um, not cause I'm lying, but because I'm like genuinely like, I think part of it was a, 
I wanted him to know how real it was. And then B, I think I was trying to prophesy into the moment because I'm like, oh, this would be the real test, right? Like this plane leaves in 10 minutes, you know, or something when we get to the gate and I'm standing by. I'm not, I don't even have a ticket on that flight. And so I'm like, there's another seat if you want to, if you want to come with me. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, assuming you can get on, like, I'm going to make that flight. Don't like, don't worry about it. You know, and so he's kind of laughs. He goes, all right, well, yeah, I mean, I might as well go with you. So plane lands, the three or four of them that are, that are trying to get to that flight, they, they book it. They're running to get on their plane. And I, you know, I find where the, the gate is uh, on my phone, on the map, and then just walk. And I'm walking with this guy and we're, we're, uh, chatting about testimonies or Bethel or, or, you know, whatever it was that we were talking about. And, um, we get to the gate and there's still maybe 60 people in line to board this plane. I mean, total nonsense on this whole, you're going to miss it thing, which is usually the case, you know? So there's all these people lined up and I'm like, Oh dude, we're not going to, we're not even close. Like we could have, I'm like, I could have stopped and bought a coffee, could have got you a coffee, we could have gone to the bathroom, like, this is ridiculous, you know, and just playing it up, so I go up to the front, and I, I ask the guy, I'm like, hey, um, I noticed that there's some standby left on here, is there, is there any room, and, and he goes, uh, um, he goes, well, I've, I've only got one left, and so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got this other guy with me on the flight, you know, he's right next to me. I'm like, well, he can take it. And he's like, no, no, no. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. Like your destination is Denver. I'm just staying the night. So I'm like, whether I spend an hour and a half here, or I get another hour and a half in the hotel. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, obviously I'd rather be at the hotel for an extra hour, but you know, this, this is where you're headed. So you, you should go first. So anyway, they get him on the, they get him on the standby list. He makes it onto the plane everybody boards and then uh right before <laughs> right before the last person gets on the plane um he tells me that there's a no show the uh gate agent tells me there's a no show and so i'm like i'm like awesome does that mean i can get on he goes yeah i'm going to get you a ticket right now i'm like heck yeah dude boo yeah like sweet i was nice i was generous and here we go with jesus literally just putting me on this plane anyway, you know, so I'm like, thank you, Lord, you know, and praying and just like, hallelujah. And then, so he, he gives me a ticket. He goes to scan my ticket and the ticket won't scan. And, and it tells the system that I'm not a U.S. citizen and whoa, which is super prophetic. And I've not thought about that before, but it pops up on my, that I need to show my passport because I'm not a U.S. citizen. And he goes, well, that's weird. And he scans it again, does the same thing. And he and he explains to me, well, it's saying, you know, like, are you Canadian or something? I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I show him my driver's license. I'm like, I'm from Michigan. And I'm like, pretty close, though. Is it my accent? And he's like, no, it's saying, you know, you're not a U.S. citizen. And, like, I have to have your passport for this ticket. Like, it won't let me get you onto the plane without your passport. And, like, he starts panicking a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird. He's like, I've never had this happen before. I don't know what to do. So he starts calling people on the radio, and by this point, everyone has boarded the plane. Everyone's on the plane. And so he 
he calls all these people that he can on the radio and they all tell him they don't know how to do it. Nobody can do it. And then finally somebody tells him the only person that knows how to do that because it's like an old glitch from like 20 years ago. This is how outdated airline systems are. Um, used to do that sometimes. And so there's only one person left in all of San Francisco's airport. One United employee that knows how to correct this one problem. And she's at home because it's her day off. So he has to call her and he lets me know, hey, um, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get in contact with her. Like this is just not going to happen. The, plate, the plane needs to leave. Like a flight attendant comes out and is like, hey, what's the deal? And he explains the situation. She's, she's like, okay, well, we got to go. So she gets back on the plane. They shut the door. You know, and he tells me, I'm so sorry, man. I thought I could get you on. I'm like, hey, it's no big deal. Like, I'm like, I appreciate you trying to get me on. I'm like, that man, that was the Lord's way of like, you know, blessing me. But at the same time, like probably teaching me a little bit of a lesson, you know, or, you know, whatever it was I said to him, I was just real gracious and just said, hey, it's not a big deal. I appreciate you helping me out, you know, and uh, so they shut the door, which if you know anything about travel, like once they shut the door, like that's it, dude. You don't, you can't get on a plane with the door shut. They don't open that door for anything, man. Nothing, nothing opens that door. And so they shut the plane door and then they shut the gate door. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm go to sit back down and, and like maybe three or four more minutes goes by and I'm, I'm playing on my phone and a flight attendant comes walking back out, opens the gate door, obviously the plane door, opens the gate door, walks out. And says, pilot says he won't leave without him. And the guy goes, what? And he's like, yeah, pilot says he's on the man- flight manifest. He is ticketed. He's not leaving until he's on that plane. So figure out how to get him on that plane. <laughs> so I come over. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, I don't know who you know, but the pilot refuses to leave until you're on this plane. And I just smiled and I went, oh, okay, thank you so much. You know, like, don't worry about it. So this guy gives a call to some supervisor at home. She answers. She's like, oh, okay, here you go. Explains how to fix it. Takes maybe five, ten more minutes. At this point, the plane was supposed to have doors shut maybe 30 minutes ago and left maybe 10 minutes by the time I actually have my ticket to get on the plane. He scans my ticket. It works. I get escorted by two of the flight attendants onto the plane. And then they literally take me to the only remaining seat left on the flight because it's a full flight. The only remaining seat, they escort me on there. And at this point, every eye in this plane is staring at me because I'm the guy that has delayed an entire 737 aircraft from San Francisco to Denver and the whole time I'm just smiling and making eye contact with my friend from my flight from Reading who's in the very last row in the back just laughing his head off and just eyes to the floor just like mind blown that everything that I just told him on our first flight is what's happening on his second flight and so it was this this sweet like kiss from the Lord of like um, I got you, bro. I'm going to back up what you say. And, you know, I'm always fascinated by the prophet Samuel. And I've probably mentioned that on the podcast before, but it says that Samuel literally could have lied 
and God would make it so that it was true. Like he gave Samuel's voice such authority that if Samuel were to make something up in a moment, God would have backed him up anyway. Even if it wasn't true, God would have made it true. Like in that moment, he would have changed all of reality to make what he did true and and make his prophecy correct. And so I've always had this fascination of like, I want to be so close to God that that is my, that's our walk. That even if I mess up or do something that God's got my back and he's going to make it happen. That even if like in, in, you know, whatever, like zealousness or whatever you want to call it, like I were to prophesy or say something crazy that's like, Maybe I didn't fully feel the Lord on it, but like I'm committing to the word anyway. And the Lord's like, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. Boom. Shifted. Reality changed right now in a moment. And I couldn't help but think about like Samuel in that moment of like, oh, wow. You know, not saying that that I am right. Like the prophet Samuel (laughs) 2.0, but for a moment, right? Like for a moment, I was reminded of like, wow you had my back. And even if I was like, even if I was saying that to brag, you came through anyway, just to prove your, just to prove yourself and your word, because I was bragging and saying, but this is because this is God's favor. This is my travel favor from God. It's like my sweet kiss, like the testimony the testimony was fulfilled, right? Like the prophecy, the, you know, the, uh, the test, blah, blah, blah. I can't think of the verse right now, but basically like, just like I was using a testimony to prophesy about the future. You know what I'm saying? And, um, we misquote that verse a lot. So I guess it won't matter that I, I'm not getting the reference. It's revelation five, I think anyway. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what I'm looking for. Um, it's pretty. It's a pretty misquoted verse to begin with, but um, so it feels like it fits here. <laughs> oh, travel favor. Uh, stuff just happens, man. I get upgraded on flights that I, I don't have status for. Um, just another quick one. I hope you're enjoying these. I know this is a little different. This isn't like weird wacky supernatural you know i'm not seeing mangoes floating in the air or like angels dancing on my shoulders this one's more of like a practical supernatural stories but uh i hope you're enjoying it i'm in i enjoy stories i enjoy these things especially the real the the easily seen and for me the the favor on travel is very easily seen and so this last one i was um I had just got gotten home from Belize, um, back to California. And um, there was something I had to do in Michigan uh, very quickly after, uh, just within a few days, like I think like a week or two of my return from Belize. And, and I had to be in D.C. on Thursday afternoon. Um, but I, I needed to be in Michigan Wednesday. And so, uh, or Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday or Wednesday. And so, you know, I'm debating, okay, Lord, like, do I book this flight? What do I do? 
you know, are, am I sure that you're on this or am I just making things up? Like, am I, am I doing something unnecessary because I, I feel like I've, I'm supposed to, or is this really you, you know, asking me to do something? And, um, I felt the Lord say that it was him and that he'd confirm it. And, um, he gave me three things and I won't, share two of them, I will tell you that they both happened. And so I knew that the confirmation was there. Um, but they were both secondary things to the first thing. And the very first thing he said was, you will be upgraded. He said, if you go, my son, if you go, I will, my favor will be with you. And you will know that my favor is with you because these three things will happen. And the first thing that would happen was that I would be upgraded on my last flight into Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, now, the flight that I booked was a pretty crazy pattern. Uh, it took me um, over a day to arrive, which I know sounds nuts. But uh, just the way the pa- the, the mileage flew, um, I couldn't afford the flight I needed to to get there. And so I needed to use miles, but, uh, a last minute booking on United, you know, the day before is, can sometimes be crazy. And so I, I had prayed one more time, like, Lord, you know, if it's you, please make it cheaper. And when I checked again, 30 minutes later, the, um, United had a random sale for that route, Reading to Grand Rapids for half the price, um, or even less than half the price. And, um, but it had multiple layovers. It was Reading to San Francisco to Austin to Houston to Grand Rapids. Um, not the best route. You know, it's a red eye on top of that. So, like, not the greatest route. It's kind of uh, annoying. But um, I needed to get there, and I was happy to do it. And so uh, Reading to San Francisco, no upgrade. There's no first class on that flight. There wasn't. Um, San Francisco to Austin, I, I asked the gate agent, Hey, is there any chance that, um, I'm getting upgraded on this flight? And they said, no, no chance. You're like 53rd in line. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. And I don't get upgraded, of course. So then I get to, uh, Austin and I asked the girl in Austin, I look at the flight list and I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm like 12th in line. I'm like, Hey, is there any chance that I'm getting upgraded on this flight? She says, uh, no, I don't think so. Blah, blah, blah. You're so-and-so in line. We have this many seats. It's not going to happen. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I land in Houston, getting ready to board my last flight, Houston and Grand Rapids. And I go up to the lady, uh, the gate agent. And I said, Hey, um, I just wanted to ask if there's any chance that I'm getting upgraded on today's flight. And she says, Oh, I'm so sorry no, what's your name? And I tell her my name. She's like, yeah, I just upgraded our last seat. And when I look at this, you're 27th in line. Now, the number 27 is pretty important to me. I won't go into detail why, but um, I was like, oh, that's funny. But um, okay, yeah, no worries. Just wanted to check. And so I go sit down and I'm like, okay, Lord, well, you told me that my last flight, which is this flight, I'd get upgraded on. Um, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, what does that mean? Because if I don't get upgraded in this flight, then I completely misheard. I heard so wrong (laughs) and I might as well just not even get on the flight because 
you know, like, is your favor even here? You know, am, am I just doing something ridiculous and I've been mistaken? You know, the 10 days of fasting that I just completed, like, I'm, I've gone bonkers, you know, and, but I'm like trying to, I'm just like, okay, Lord, well, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing anyway. And we start to board and I get in my boarding group, group two, and I walk up to the counter and, um, I scan my phone and the lady goes, Oh, Mr. Beck. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And she goes, hold on a second. She has me like step to the side and start scanning everybody else in. And as she's scanning them in, she looks at me and she very quietly whispers. Now I'm not supposed to normally do this, but I bumped one of the guys that I'd upgraded and I went ahead and upgraded you instead and man, I'm telling you, the feeling I felt, I like immediately, I said thank you. And then as I walked down the jet bridge, was just like in absolute awe, absolute awe and like trying to fight back tears. Um, or I cried, I don't know, maybe I did cry. <laughs> Can't remember, but. I know it was an emotional moment and it was just kind of like, holy crap. Just like he said he would, even though it didn't look like it, it happened. And he jumped 26 other people to put me in that seat and even kicked one out. And I'm sorry to that guy. If you're listening to this episode and you were on that flight from Houston and Grand Rapids last year and (laughs) you got bumped off of a first class upgrade, Sorry, dude. Um, But it was a moment for me. And uh, sweet kisses from heaven is what I like to call those things. And I like to think that they are imparted to the people that I travel with and and have been sometimes. I've I've had friends that I've flown with where we get, you know, we get given... Uh, lounge passes to clubs and airports or we're, we're given food credits for no reason or um, flight reimbursements for no reason, free car rentals. Um, Alejandro and I had that one time in, in uh, Orlando, Florida. We were given a free car rental uh, for a week, which is nuts. But um, anyway, travel favor. And uh, where you have the most favor you will find your passion. You will find your dreams. And for me, one of my my favors is in travel. And that is definitely where my dreams, my passions lie. Um, I hope this episode blesses you. And that you begin to notice the areas of your life that are different from the people around you. Maybe it's not travel favor. And it probably isn't, honestly. And you you probably don't need travel favor. Some of you probably don't travel enough to need that, but you might have favor in another area that I don't have um, or that nobody has, or most people at least. And I encourage you this week, go out, find your favor. Figure out what it is that you do, that you have, that the Lord just gives you those sweet kisses of heaven that for some reason, and you don't know why, it seems like the best things happen to you every time you do this, unlike any other person. That's it. 
that's this week's episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tune in for more Jesus is Supernatural next week. What's up, party people? Thanks for listening to the Jesus is Supernatural podcast. This podcast was edited and produced by Nikeo Productions. To check out other shows by Nikeo, just search Nikeo Productions wherever you listen to podcasts.